I am vengeance. I am the night. I am Matthew Burris. And welcome to another episode of Enter the Bat Cave. And it is 10.53 at night as I'm recording this. Uh, was a little lazy tonight. Plus, uh, you know, my mom was spending the weekend over at my brother's house. And I had some other stuff I had to do. So, therefore, this is going up late, but better late than never. And in the future, I'm going to try and get this up by at least uh, 2 o'clock in the afternoon. But nonetheless, here we are with a watch-along for Batman Gotham Knight. That's right. So uh, if you have it on DVD or on HBO Max, get ready for it. And of course, before we play it, this is... Um, you know, this is a movie that I've watched uh, dozens of times. I used to watch, I used to actually have the DVD, but then I sold it for money at uh, Newberry Comics. And the nickname of this movie is Bata Matrix because it was made by the same company. Well, one of the same companies that um, made the Animatrix, which was I, which was production IG, and and of course this company would go on to work with uh, Warner Brothers uh, dozens of times, and I'll go into that later on. And this story takes place between Batman Begins and. Dark Knight. Yeah, so in between those times. And I remember seeing this actually before Dark Knight. And also this was the third um, DC Universe animated original movie that was released by Warner mm -hmm. Premiere and Warner Brothers. It was released after Superman, Doomsday, and Justice League, The New Frontier. So a little trivia for you there. So, now we're going to get right into the movie, and we're going to start it in 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Here we go. Here we see the... Warner Brothers, the Warner, uh, sorry, Warner Premier logo there. And then we see the DC Comics logo. Having some cranberry juice and kombucha. You see the opening shot here, the fog. Gotham Bridge. Some kombucha, some peach kombucha here. There we see Batman there. And there we get the title Batman Gotham Knight. And we get into our first story. Have I got a story for you? Which is by Studio 4 Degrees C, and 
Studio Four Degrees C was produced by Justice. I mean, has produced uh, Justice League, The Flash, Point Paradox, and the Berserker Golden Age Arc Anime Film Trilogy, and it also produced the Animatrix. Yep, this was the company that helped produce the Animatrix with Warner Brothers and produced Green Lantern's uh, Emerald Knight. And in this short, uh, we see a bunch of kids here at a skate park, you know, skateboarding, and they're going to talk about their interpretation of Batman. And this is also a little similar to um, to an episode of Legends of the Dark Knight in Batman the Anime series where the kids gather around and they talk about... Um, their interpretation of Batman and what they think Batman looks like. And actually, um, they actually based it off a story by Frank Robbins called The Batman Nobody Knows, which was a comic that was uh, in 1973. Here we see uh, the first story here. Get uh, skateboarding. Then he runs into a guy in a black mask. He sees this guy who looks like he's got fangs. He's about to hit him right there with the skateboard. And he interprets Batman as a vampire. You know, kind of like, um, you know, what we, you know, almost looks a little similar to the Man Bat character, actually. Looks a little similar to Man Bat. Um, except that he's in the full Batman costume. And we see him fighting off the guy right there. And describes him as being a shadow. <laughs> yeah, because this also adds into when people's get a first glimpse of Batman, you know, they think like, oh, is he, is he really a man? Is he a bat? Is he, you know, is he a vampire? Is he this? Is he that? You know, that adds to the mystique of Batman. Of course, we all know that he's human, but, um, but to many people when they first see him, you know, they look at the, the cape and the cowl and the way he moves so fast and uses the shadows and it's, it's almost like he's not human. But of course, that comes from years of ninjutsu training and um, years of putting the fear in the hearts of criminals. And then we go into the second story by this girl. <clears throat> and this one, she's skateboarding. She gets stopped by the police. And then out of nowhere, 
You see the guy? Yeah, on the black ma mask. Uh, <laughs> on a rocket pack. Flying down. And he takes a hostage. Takes off in his... And he takes off, and then, and of course we see Batman again. Again, this actually looks more like a man bat here. This one, uh, the first one, when the other kid was talking about him, talked about him more being a shadow, and this one we see him more of a bat here. Although we do see the bat. Uh, symbol on the chest. You see the guy on the jetpack there, flying away. The guy tugs on it. And the man in in black, uh, the black mask guy, uh, is played by George Young newborn uh who portrayed um brian mckenzie and father of the bride and the sequels brought father of the bride part two and father of the bride part three ish and he also played the yeti danny on the show friends and played julia's son Payne and designing women and he also had some roles in some dc comic films as well providing the voices of superman in justice league and justice league unlimited animated series as well as injustice oh okay and she describes it as flying all the way to the river Guy takes out the gun, shoots at him. Well, he's out. And they both go into the water. This third one we're about to hear it's from this other kid and you know he says he ain't no bad he ain't no spooky shadow and he <laughs> says that he saw him first they all claim that he saw him first And this takes place right here at some, on a rooftop of Gotham here. <coughs> we 
you see the man in black there. And says, ladies and gentlemen, this is a robbery. With your corporate, everything will be fine. You'll be home in time for dinner. I have a front me and take all your valuables and place them in the in this case. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, we see this helicopter a la Ghost in the Shell. <laughs> yeah, it looks like something that would have been in Ghost in the Shell or um, Appleseed, you know, those um, cyberpunk noir films. And then we see Robo Batman. <laughs> yep. He says, put down the guns. <laughs> and we hear Kevin Conroy as the voice of Batman. And it was exciting to see um, Kevin Conroy as Batman. And um, and you know, um, whenever there's a Batman animated film or a Batman animated or some kind of DC animated TV series with the Justice League and Batman's a part of it, the first thing everyone asks is, is Kevin Conroy gonna be part of the project? And because Kevin Conroy has, since the animated TV series, he really has become, you know, the definitive Batman. You know, he's the voice that everybody hears whenever they read, you know, the comics. You know, even the comics that came out um, before, you know, the Batman TV series, you know, like, you know, especially for me, whenever I read, um, you know, you know, um, the Haunted, uh, sorry, the, uh, the Long Halloween or... Dark Knight Returns or Year One and Year Two, you know the voice that I always hear in my head is um, is Kevin Conroy. And then we go back to reality here. We see the Man in Black crashing a window, and then we see the real Batman. He's uh, cut up, got a busted lip. Oh, throws the mask. And we see the cloud of smoke there. And Batman is walking through the, through the smoke, trying to find the guy. The guy is right behind him. He has the, um, the piece of glass about to stab him. We think that he has. And it turns out he's actually been hit in the back of the head by uh, the kid with the bullseye. Target t-shirt. <laughs> and of course Batman thanks him, says I, you know, looks like I owe you one, and then he disappears. And thus is the end of Uh, bat of have I got a story for you and that was a good one that was a real good short <clears throat> and now we go in to our second one which is cross fire and crossfire we go right into the uh, Gotham Police Department and we see the uh, police officers and the SWAT team and 
we will be introduced to Crispus Allen, who was a, you know, who was a cop. Um, doesn't really get, well, he was uh, briefly in the Justice League movie, and but um, he hasn't really been featured that much in all the other Batman um, stuff. And, of course, he's voiced by... Well, I've got my notes here. He's voiced by Gary Dorden. And his partner is Anna Ramirez, who, interestingly enough, is voiced by Anna Ortiz. Yep, and Anna Ortiz, by this time, she was on Ugly Betty playing the older sister, and I actually had a bit of a crush on Anna Ortiz. And Anna Ortiz, of course, would go on to be in Devious Maids, and she has since then starred in other TV shows, and, you know, she's a tremendous actress, too. <clears throat> and this one... Um, we see that the man in the... And Black, who was caught. Yeah, the man Black was caught, and he's going to be escorted back to. Yep, he's going to be escorted to. Uh, uh, he's going to be escorted back to to Arkham Asylum, and he's revealed to be Jacob Feely. You have an escaped inmate. And he's an expertise in advanced electronics and explosives. And of course, uh, that ties into the events of what happened in Batman Begins. And... In this one, Ramirez and yeah, Ramirez and Allen they argue over over whether Batman can be trusted or not. I mean, Anna, of course, is on the side of that she feels that, you know, since the Batman has come in, that, uh, you know, she feels like, you know, that he can be trusted, that he's helped cleaning up the city of Gotham. I mean, of course, she goes into the speech later on uh, here in a bit as we see him pull up to the bridge. Going to drop off, uh, drop off Jacob freely here. <clears throat> and of course, uh, since Batman begins, uh, you know the thing is still infected with uh, some of the gas there of the of the Scarecrow and. Of course, they're told to go nonstop, don't make any stops, just uh, drop them off.
And as you can see right there, they're literally about to... <laughs> they're, they are literally entering hell here. You know, Arkham Asylum, you know, Arkham has literally been described as a place of hell, and, you know, it really is. You know, this is a place of madness. It's not for the ordinary criminals, you know, this is for more of the insane criminals, you know, the, you know, the rapists, the murderers, uh, more people who are insane, you know. Of course, um, uh, Crispus Allen is played by Gary Dordan. Of course, Gary Dordan, he's known for his role on CSI, portraying Warwick Brown, and on A Different World, where he portrayed Shaza Zulu, and as Mickey Monroe in the crime thriller Righteous Villain. And here they go into the major discussion about, um, you know, bat, whether they can be try trusted or not. <clears throat> you know, he says we want errands for a vigilante. That partner is just plain wrong. And there, he makes a U-turn. Well, a stop. And we're in front of this uh, build, these apartment buildings. Uh, he says, I don't know if we can trust the Batman, but I know this. Because of him, I'm not ashamed of being a cop any anymore. And then, of course, uh, he tries to warn her and sees that... Uh, They're in uh, the Russians' uh, territory here. And there we see the Russian Yuri Dmitriev, uh, Dmitriev, who is played by Corey Burton. And of course, uh, Corey Burton played Hugo Strange and will go on to play Hugo Strange in Batman Arkham Asylum video game. And he is also played the voices of Captain Hook, Ludwig von Drake, uh, Dale, as well as some other uh, voices for the Walt Disney Company as well. And now we see... The shootout here. I love this part where he says, 23, 24, Southwest O'Neill and Morrison. And the dispatcher says, you know, um, backup is going to be there in three minutes. And he says, we're going to be dead in three minutes. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And that's always the thing. It's like uh, whenever cops are, are in trouble, whenever they're about to enter a, um, a warehouse or they're, they're in the middle of a shootout, it's like there's, there's never backup to come around. There's never any backup, you know, there's always no time for backup. 
And of course, uh, this dispatcher is played by Andrea Romano, who is a voice, um, a voice doc, who's a voice coach and voice director on many of um, Batman-related projects, and also DC and other DC projects as well. And uh, she's also done some animated work herself. And there we see the Batman. <clears throat> And Christmas season there. And all of the you know the Russian guys are taken out. Well, most of them. Batman's still got a few left to take out. Oh, good punch there. Oh, drops him. There we see uh, Ramirez, she's alive. One guy is still alive. <laughs> he's all bloody and he's got the gun. Oh. Looks like <laughs> he says one of us just got lucky. <laughs> well, looks like Ramirez is done for. <clears throat> and there we see the Batman right into the fire. Yeah, this is definitely an iconic shot there. Him through the fire and... And he goes right... He's just walking right through it. I mean, this is like... Uh, this is like definitely something you would see in an anime show or an anime uh, TV series. It's like something out of like Blood, The Last Vampire or... Yeah, definitely Blood, The Last Vampire. You know, you definitely see something out of that and... I would know because I'm also a fan of Japanese anime, you know, having watched uh, Pokemon and Dragon Ball Z and um, I also watched, um, I used to watch a little bit of Ronin Warriors, which was uh, a series that my cousins Jeffrey and Ken used to watch as a kid, which by the way, shout out to Jeffrey and Ken. Hey guys, what's up? Also shout out to my cousin Ken who was, um, who contracted uh, COVID, uh, feel better buddy, you know, I'm going to call you soon. Love you, man. Anyway, Batman stops the guy. And he says, oh, you're MCU Gordon squad. And <laughs> says Gordon's a good judge of character. And now Alan knows now to trust Batman as well as Anna Ramirez. So now him and Ramirez are on the same side. And next, we go to field test. And this is a little more, still a little more in line with the, um, 
with a story in Batman Begins where we meet Lucius Fox and you know Batman and Lucius Fox you know they you know they talk and they talk about the gadgets and stuff and Lucius Fox is played by Kevin Michael Richardson who has done a lot of voices in a lot of TV shows and movies uh he is Done the voices of Barney Rubbles and the Flintstones on the Rocks. He's also was the voice of Dr. Herbert as well. Well, the second voice of Dr. Dr. Herbert and, and other voices on The Simpsons. And he's also done the voice of the Shredder in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2012. Uh, and he played roles as Trigon in both Teen Titans and Teen Titans Go. And looking at his uh, other um, his other work here in animation, he played Goro in the 1995 uh, Mortal Kombat uh, animation movie, which was released before the movie. And he's he was also in the in the Animatrix as Thaddeus and Agent 2 and a cop. Wow. Impressive. He was also in the Powerpuff Girls Rule as Fish Balloon. And DC Showcase Catwoman as Mo. And was also in Justice League The Flashpoint Paradox as the President of the United States. And you can also see him in Justice League versus the Fatal Five as Mr. Terrific and Kilowog. And here they're talking about a um, force field that Batman could use to ward off bullets. And first they test it out here with a gun. Here are the shooting practice here. Now they test it out here on a dummy. Shoot it. Goes off and oh. And reflects off the bullet. And of course Batman sees this, or I should say Bruce Wayne sees this, and he's impressed. And it'll work against the uh, small emissions, but uh close range or if it's a rifle it will not work <laughs> and there we see Bruce well first we see uh, the uh, looks like condemned um, buildings here in Gotham we see the homeless uh, mission building there in Gotham the press up there with photography there. At the first annual golf tournament. And Bruce is uh, taking part in this. Golf for the homelessness. <clears throat> yeah, and this is something that Bruce Wayne would actually be, be 
be doing in his off time, you know, playing golf. And, of course, um, you know, golf is really, um, I mean, anybody can play golf, but, uh, you know, I always considered golf more for people that were, like, uh, upper middle class or, like, you know, wealthy and rich people, you know, and uh, me personally, I've never found the game of golf uh, exciting. I mean, I I played it once, and it was um, it was just not my thing. You know, I I was never really that good at golf. I mean, I, you know, I have a lot of respect for Tiger Woods. Uh, you know, when he played and and stuff, but um, but you know, for me, you know, golfing is just. Uh, you know, golfing is just really not my game. Sorry, I'm just uh, pouring my cranberry juice here and mixing it. Now, uh, Mary here tries to go for a swing, and oh! Bruce uh, uses the device. Good way to test it out. And I love it. right here, um, he gets invited for poker, and then he says, Bruce is like, no, I have a date, and he, he says, oh, who is she? He goes half Russian, half uh, Italian, meaning uh, Sal Maroni and um, Dmitriev, <laughs> Yuri Dmitriev. And also, uh, Corey Burton, who plays uh, Yuri Dmitriev, uh, he's not only playing the Russian here in this one, he also plays uh, Ronald... Marshall in this one as well. <clears throat> and also a little story about um, production. Uh, I IG uh, production I IG is best known for the Ghost in the Shell animated films and also the TV series as well. So um, for those of you who are fans of Ghost in the Shell, uh, you have that company to thank for it. And actually, the way that the animation looks and also the way Batman looks here in this anime, you know, it really looks like. It could be something out of uh, Ghost in the Shell. Hmm. And we see Batman swooping on in on the boat. <clears throat> and they fire and he tests out the force field there. And the bullets really don't affect him. And the thing is, um, you know, that's the thing. Batman is always working to, um, you know, to perfect his suit. And, you know, he wants to try to avoid um, bullets as much as possible. You know, because, you know, his life was really affected by guns. And we'll get more into it uh, later on as we roll merrily along in the film.
where he's got Maroney and in the Russia and he goes, You get the dogs, you get the slums. And then you can fight over who gets the top bunk and the black gate. <laughs> There's a guy who shoots out the gun. Oh. And of course he'll hits of course um one of the henchmen there. Hits him in the arm. Where's Demetrius? He says, you broke him, you bought him. <coughs> and there he sees where, where it may have some flaws. And also I love the, the way the Batmobile looks in, in this one. The way the Batmobile looks in this anime, it looks pretty cool. It looks very futuristic and uh, almost looks a little similar to what we saw in um, Batman Begins. You know, of course, uh, in Batman Begins, it was a lot taller. This one is a lot smaller, but this one is looks pretty good. And, of course, the one of the henchmen, he pulls out his gun, knowing that he might go to jail. And then we see his Mexican standoff, and Batman's like, No one shoot! And he apprehends him. the guy gives up and he throws the gun right into the sewer <clears throat> and then the next day Brad uh, went into presses he's talking with Lucius here. <clears throat> and then he puts it the device right on the table. He says, it works too well. I'm willing to put my life on the line to do what I have to do too, but it has to be mine, no one else's. And yeah, that's what he realizes. Like, yeah, you know, it still has some kinks and, you know, so puts it away and that's the end of it and we go to our next short which was in darkness dwells and in darkness dwells that is um Of course, that is done by Madhouse. <clears throat> As we see uh, the bat signal out there in the rain, and then we see Batman right there, poached. He gets up, and he drops down. Very cool, iconic shot here. There we see uh, Gordon. Here, <laughs> talking with uh, Alan. Yep, and Anna Ortiz returns for this one as well. And <clears throat> Madhouse, um, let's see, yeah, Madhouse of. 
of course, was founded in 1972, and in the 70s and the 80s and 90s, you know, they produced, um, you know, movies and TV shows, you know, they produced like Master Keaton, Gamba, No Balkan, Jedi Mars, Nobody's Boy, Remy, Treasure Island, and in 2000-2025, they produced uh, Galaxy Angel, Kirby, Right Back At Ya, Dragon Drive, Mirage of Blage, and, oh, the Ninja Scroll TV series. Oh, did not know that. Wow, impressive. And a bunch of other good stuff, too, which you can check out on um, wikipedia.com. <clears throat> and here we see Batman hanging upside down, similar to what um, he did in um, Batman Begins with um, with the rogue detective. You know, he's saying, oh, I don't know, swear to God, swear to me! <laughs> so. Also, I forgot, um, wait, did I mention it? Oh, yeah, Bay Tree. Um, yeah, sorry, uh, sorry, B Train was the one that produced, um, yeah, B Train Production was the one that produced, that was behind, um, the last short that we saw here. They mostly done, uh, video games and also TV series as well, too. Um, of course, for TV series, they're known for the Spider Riders um, TV series, and and also um, uh, let's see the other one, uh, Immortal Grand Prix. And here we see Batman in the sewers looking for Killer Croc. Of course, uh, Killer Croc, his origin is that his mom didn't want him. He got flushed down the toilet. And all the toxins made him strong. And this one guy asks him, uh, Hey, Bats, when you're flying, what does the city look like from up on high? And he says, It looks dirty. <laughs> well, yeah. that's. I imagine that'd be something that he would say. <clears throat> he smells it and turns on lighter and and it's methane gas and thus he turns on the, the gas mask there and he was of course, Killer Croc was a former circus freak. <clears throat> you know, and went wild, ran away from the circus. And went on a killing spree. Yep. 
oh, there we see stuff falling around Batman. Yeah, Killer Croc has also been injected with uh, Scarecrow's um, poison, his fear toxin. And Killer Croc just bit Batman on the shoulder. Uh. After getting bitten, yep, he starts hallucinating a bit. <laughs> I like what he. When Gordon asks him, he goes, uh, are you in pain? And he, Batman goes, I work through pain. <laughs> yeah, it's almost similar to um, <clears throat> Jesse Ventura in, um, in The Predator when, um, you know, one of the guys, he says, you know, you're, you know, you're bleeding. And Ventura goes, I ain't got time to bleed. <laughs> yeah, that's his, uh, I ain't got time to bleed. Um, you don't lie in there. There, we go further into the sewer. We see um, Cardinal um, about to be sacrificed there by the Scarecrow. Of course, Batman sees him. And the armies of escaped uh, inmates from Asylum. Yeah, from Arkham Asylum. They're all chanting death, death. There we see Batman come down. And we see him go to work there with some martial arts. <clears throat> well, yeah, he just pauses for a second and grabs the guy and just shoves him. And I love the way the Scarecrow looks here. You know, he looks definitely looks more like a Scarecrow. You know, it's almost similar to what he looked like in the um, in the animated TV series. Well, I would say in the animated series what he looked like uh, when he the second time he appeared, the one with. Um, the one with Robin, and then later on in the um, in the third episode where Batman was um, was infected with the with the fear toxin and he was in Arkham Asylum. As Batman sees now the methane gas and light shoots the. Uh, your launching gun or whatever it is in there down to make gas thing starts to fall down <clears throat> of course I love it right there he just jumps down as uh, scarecrow throws out hook and he just and just misses him yeah definitely influenced by the matrix there 
There we see um, the river. It looks like the thing's about to fall down. And it's like, uh, are they? Are they not? Takes the grappling gun. Launches them out. Boom, and now they're out of this sewer. They are. They're found by Jim Gordon. Gordon says, "Come on," and Batman goes, oh, "Maybe next time." And Batman just goes on and disappears into the night. Then Batman goes right back into the sewer, right here on a in the next short called Working Through the Pain. Oh. And he gets shot. Yeah. And of course, uh, the guy who shots who shot him, he's uh hallucinating. And of course, uh Batman course uh, is really is injured and the guy who hallucinates it's bats coming after him <clears throat> and yeah this really Delves more into Batman, you know, how he manages um, pain, you know, both physical and mental pain. And also how, um, it also goes more into his uh, training, too. Now, normally, you know, when we talk about the origins of, you know, how he came to be Batman, you know, we, you know, we hear about him and, you know, going to Japan, studying martial arts. But in this one, we see him, as we see in the scene right here, we see him... Over here in Africa, he's working in a hospital. He's learning how to, you know, how to work with people, how to sell them up and and stuff like that. You know, he's uh, volunteering, you know, for the relief effort here. And we see this man here uh, suffering in in pain, <clears throat> getting the bullets out. Now, yes, Bruce has to sew him up, and that must be really excruciating pain. And uh, trust me, I mean, I went through a kidney stone, and uh, trust me, <clears throat> I mean, I was in tremendous pain, but I would not want to be alive for that. I mean, awake for that one. It's a good thing in the States we have uh, morphine and stuff to put you out. And there we see Batman trying to climb out of the sore, and then he falls right back down. You know, still in pain with from the uh, from the bullet that he took. <clears throat> and of course, uh, 
Working Through Pain was by uh, Studio 4 Degrees C. And we cut to <clears throat> Batman now in India. And he wants to, you know, work how to work with his pain and stuff. And as he watches the rat choke out a, a, a snake choke out a rat here. And, of course, uh, he wants to join this uh, guru for how to tolerate pain. And he says, and he's turned down because it's not because of the money. It's because, you know, they sense. Yeah, the figure said that, uh, said that he was not honest with them. He said, you're not looking for enlightenment or truth. <clears throat> and the reality is that's true. And they talk about another uh, woman who knows about enlightenment. And this woman, of course, is Cassandra, who's played by Parminder Nagra. And Padmir Nagra is, of course, Indian as well. She's Indian Punjabi descent and Sikhi heritage. Uh <clears throat> She played Jess Brahma and Bendit like Beckham. And also best known for playing Dr. Neely Neela Rascotra on ER from 2003 to 2009. I actually remember her being on ER. Uh, she was on Blacklist, the Blacklist for one season and had a recurring role on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. as Ellen Nadir in season four. <clears throat> and also her other work includes uh, Special Agent Malik on Elementary, Dr. Wen on Blackish, and also played Detective Inspector Rachita Ray on Die Oh and Die Ray, which is a upcoming four part uh ITV drama which will be coming out soon. <clears throat> and there we see her standing on a hot coal and you know he actually you know does that hurt? And she says, it's like, like being caught in the rain, an annoyance. And, you know, that's actually something that, um, you know, they do in India to, you know, to practice, you know, shutting out pain is by, um, well, you know, you, you learn how to walk on hot coal and you, you learn how to, um, ignore the pain, you know, and, we see her right here with the needles in her arms and hands, you know, to put pain in its place. You know, she says, pain doesn't work for you. You work through pain. 
let me tell you something. That's something I've always wanted to try to do to walk on hot coal um, with my feet. And uh, I mean, I mean, I'm someone who has um, who has his, who does not have a high tolerance for pain. I, I guarantee you that. But um, but uh, you know, I mean, it's um, but it is something I've always been curious to try. You know, I mean, I'm sure the first time I would. I would try it, you know, my feet would burn like a motherfucker, and I'd be like, ah, shit, fuck, damn, fuck, shit, fuck, 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 damn, shit, fuck, damn, shit, shit, fuck, damn, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, um, but I'm sure if I had, like, some proper meditation and training and stuff, I would probably be able to, um, <clears throat> I would probably be able to, to get through it, you know. And, and, you know, this is, uh, you know, it's something that really does go really well into her, um, go well in, into, um, into the training because, um, you know, it shows you how Bruce Wayne as Batman manages, uh, pain. You know, he does have a high tolerance, uh, for pain if you ever watch it in the, um, in the live action films and also on the animated films as well as the animated series, you know, it's like, um, you know, even in the comics, you know, when he's crippled by Bane, you know, he manages to recuperate himself and, um, you know, and get back up and learn how to work through pain. And, you know, you also see it in a lot of, um, you know, and a lot of today's athletes, you know, mixed martial artists and boxers and stuff, they learn how to work through the pain in order to win their fights. And we go back to the present day here, we see um, Batman, he falls, you know, he stumbles right into the garbage and you see him lying down there and he discovers these guns here. And this also plays into the gun problem in America, you know, that, you know, we have in America, you know, guns, you know, they get, you know, they get found in the dumpsters or they get found in, you know, sewers and stuff. And, you know, they're not really taken off the streets in, in the United States and that's, and they're always being reused, which is why uh, we have such a huge uh, gun problem in the United States. And then we cut back to Bruce's uh, younger days in India and we see the these hoodlums here in, uh, in India, you know, trying to bother Cassandra. Oh, one guy put, destroys the dot, you know, the red crystal dot on her head. And Bruce is there to break it up. And, oh, breaks it over his head. Now it's nothing. Breaks the glass over his head. Oh, yeah. Looked like a champagne bottle. That was nothing. Flips over. Matrix style. And now he goes into Bruce Lee mode. Boom. Bam. Oh, yeah.
I mean, he is just going to town right here. I mean, he's in full Bruce Lee mode right here. And the other guy, he's just got his hands up. He's like, oh, I give up. Nope, sorry. He looks around, looks for Cassandra. Cassandra has her bags. Honey has his bags. Tells him to get out. Says you need to leave. And she says, like the Ferrex, they would have grown tighter their game. They would have left on their own. Yep. She says, you must see the way you've learned what you wanted to, haven't you? She says, yes, I have. <clears throat> and of course, um... Well, she says, you know, you shouldn't thank me, Bruce. I failed you. You came asking for help in dealing with your pain. But your pain is beyond my abilities. And of course she means, um, perhaps yours as well. As we see Batman, um, you know, going through the garbage and seeing nothing but guns here. And... Of course, the pain she's talking about is emotional pain, and that's something that Batman has yet to um, manage. Well, somewhat is managed, but he continues to be who he is. And we see Alfred um, there with the Batmobile offering Batman his hand, saying, you know, give me your hand, and he's got the guns in his hand, and he says, I... I can't, meaning literally and figuratively he can't get out, you know, because, you know, because he's stuck, you know, emotionally in, in this, he's stuck in this war, you know, this war in crime. Next we go to our final, um, short, which is Deadshot, we get a flashback of the night that his parents were killed in the alleyway. And here we see the criminal Deadshot. And of course, Deadshot is voiced by Jim Meskimen, who plays um, Jim Gordon in the, um, in the movie here. And Meskimen has also done some voice work over over in video games as well. Uh, he's done Final Fantasy Twelve Part Two. He's done Hitman Blood Money. He's done uh, Lego Jurassic World, Lego The Lord of the Rings, Marvel Ultimate Alliance Three. And he's also done Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutants, and Manhattan. And we see here Bruce with the guns. And he's, you know, telling Alfred, you know, that, you know, you have to know your enemy. And by knowing your enemy, you have to study, you know, guns and, you know, of course... Deadshot is a master of the guns, 
and we see him right here preparing to take out his target and of course uh, Deadshot in the comics you know he's known as being an excellent shot and you see right here he's targeting um, one guy here at the party and he's so far away see the fireworks go off he fires bullet goes right through the glass right through the chain glasses and right and right to the head there hits the target and you see the bullet here the initials DS dead shot And here we see uh, Deadshot talking to his handler, uh, talking about uh, taking out Jim Gordon. As you see him here eating some olives, and oh. Takes the spike there and hits the fly. Going right in the middle. Thus, that's why they call him Deadshot. <laughs> and there we see Alan there on the rooftop talking with Batman. Now he's more trustworthy of him. And it's him talking with Batman instead of Gordon. And there we see Batman, Chris Mallon talking and going through Ronald Martin's uh, PDA. And we see Jim Gordon going into the police car here, getting a police escort. see Batman flying off the roof and Alfred trying to track down Deadshot and uh, Deadshot is actually another one of my favorite uh, characters in, um, <clears throat> in the Batman uh, series and uh, you know I would I really hope that um, if they ever do do some more Batman films, that he gets uh, featured more. I mean, we've seen him in um, in the Suicide Squad, you know, played by Will Smith, and and of course we see him. We've also seen him in um, animated films, but uh, I really would like to see him in. Um, I really would love to see him in an animated um, 
I mean, I mean, I would like to see him in a live action film. You know, I would like to see him in a, in a, in a live action film again. You know, where it's just uh, him and Batman going one on one with each other. There we see him right there. You see Batman flying into the night. There he goes right. He's in one of the train between one of the trains there. And then there's another train that's coming in the opposite direction. And then we see Deadshot coming out there. And he's got Gordon in his sight. Fires. And Batman. Locks it right there with his uh, wrist. The blade's on his wrist there. And then he's got the little uh, guns there on his wrist. Oh, he's firing right at him. firing away. Batman lands on the train. And now they're in the tunnel. Batman takes out the the batarangs. Oh! They get destroyed. Of course, Batman has no choice but to just rush in head forward. Oh! Gets hit around the arm. He's hanging on by the side. <laughs> and there, Deadpool. I mean, um, a dead shot. He's there. Oh. Fires off, after talking shit, and then, oh, Batman breaks the gun off his wrist. Batman's got him. And he's like, yeah, shoot your mouth off now, dead shot. Ah, uh, and now, he's all scared. <laughs> and of course, he confesses it was the Russians, they said they wanted him dead. Just doing his job. And of course, Batman. Bam! Straight left hand. Knocks him the fuck out. He's like, oh, you're doing your job? Well, I'm gonna do mine. By knocking you the fuck out. 
there we see the news report here of uh, Deadshot being captured. And then do a closing on the TV and we see the pictures of Martha and Thomas Wayne. And of course, Bruce remember, remember saying that it was just like that night in the alley, you know, the gunfire. And he says that he was trying, he's been trying to stop those two bullets all his life. And of course, um, you know, he says like, well, I think I should be done with it. And Albert says, well, like something tells me you have a deeper purpose. And then he walks up to the, to the window, sees the bat signal. And indeed he does. You know, his purpose is to continue being Batman and to keep fighting crime. And... It really does uh, play into the fact that Batman's um, life was altered by a gun. And thus he must continue to fight crime. And of course, um, in Batman Year 2, he does actually use a gun. Yeah, he does actually use a gun. And actually, earlier in the comics, he was actually using a gun. But uh, later on... Um, they changed it to him not using a gun, you know, because he was so affected by his parents' death. And of course, I will talk about, uh, year two, um, later on. I'll do my comic review of it later on. And that is it. That is my review of, um, Batman Gotham Knight. And next time, I will be doing a review of... I will be doing a review of Lone Wolf and Cub Sword of Vengeance. Yep. The first ever Lone Wolf and Cub film. So make sure you all tune in for that for the Asian New Year. And until then, this is Matthew Burris saying Joying, Jajin, Sayonara, Soidikap, and Happy Lunar New Year. Peace out, y'all.